Good evening, party people. Hello, how are you? Welcome to tonight's show. It's been a long time since I've gone live. I can't even remember the last time that that happened. Um, that was a dry sarcasm. Like we went live yesterday, as you know, and we're back today. <laughs> we're back today, I think, because for whatever reason, sometimes I did this. I've done this with the Black Flag shows as well where I felt like I felt like we weren't thorough the first time and was like, ah, you know, do I really want to tackle this again in the future? Not really. Let's just nip it in the bud. So after I finished yesterday's episode about Gigi Allen, a lot of people had a lot of stuff to say in the comments. There were a lot of comments. And one of them I thought was enough to do a sort of additional follow-up sort of episode. So tonight, my special guest, I have a special guest tonight, sort of. Uh, it's me from last night. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Um, you remember last night's episode? This is going to get a little meta. We haven't gone live <laughs> since the last time we went live oh is so that so jeff time to go live and okay that's what we're doing okay and sometimes that means just you know throwing up a quick session just doing it doing it dirty that's right gg like allen like gg <laughs> allen ah uh, my goodness gg allen my goodness um, gg allen i had this one i had this one in the bank for a while and i, I did like, yeah, you know what tonight's i feel like i'm a man from the future, time traveling to the past. Um, okay, so we did a whole episode yesterday uh, talking about, I thought it was interesting, no effects on Fat Mike. I thought that was a pretty interesting notion, and I wanted to hear what Fat Mike had to say. Hi, Ravner. Um, and, you know, uh, he, he, said, he said his stuff. And then, yeah, as you can see, we covered this article. And we just started generally talking about Gigi Allen. Now, here's the first thing that I want to correct from yesterday's episode, which I think is important. I, when I was do, talking, when I was commentating on this episode, it felt like to me that it felt like I was I felt like I was stating objective facts. You know what I mean? Hey, Michael, how are you? Um, I felt like I was trying to, you know, establish like factual things in that Gigi Allen was not artistically talented or there's no artistic merit to Gigi Allen. Let me correct myself. And again, because that's not where I want to stand on this. Let me correct myself and say that I've since decided that to alter what I was saying yesterday and instead remark this way and say that that is my opinion. My opinion is that there is no artistic merit to Gigi Allen for all of the reasons that I stated yesterday. Hey, what's up slash. Welcome. Welcome to the stream. Um, yeah, it's nice when people, that's why you got to turn on, listen, a couple of things here. I'm going to try and be more proactive about this in the future. Turn on, Live notifications, guys, so you know when I'm going live. Um, I also want you to know I want your skulls. What do I mean when I say that? I want you to leave me a skull emoji in the live chat or as a comment. 
when comments are available. So when comments are available, I want you to leave me your skull in the comments. I want your skulls, okay? So do that. So anyway, as I was saying, you know, art is not fact. You cannot, and I think that's the core of what makes somebody like Gigi Allen probably the most interesting thing about Gigi Allen outside of those, that Jabber, those early Jabbers albums and the, the irony and, you know, just this crazy car wreck of a life at the core of the Gigi Allen discussion is um, art is not objective fact and is open to interpretation. Some people think that Gigi Allen is art uh, or has artistic merit. I am not one of them. I do not think it's art because I think it's low hanging fruit. I think it's the lowest common denominator. Yesterday I gave an example and I was in the shower this morning thinking about that example. I was talking about TSOL code blue. I want to fuck the dead, yada, yada, yada. And what I failed to sort of really, you know, elaborate what I really failed to sort of say yesterday is that Jack is writing a metaphor. There's a metaphor in what he's writing. Gigi Allen just says antisocial crazy things. When Jack is singing, I want to fuck, I want to fuck the dead. He's not, he's not straight up saying that he wants to do that. He is cynically shouting about his pent up frustration with the girls in the school or the main character of the song pent up frustration over the girls in his school and that it would be easier to make love to a corpse. There's metaphor there. It may not be your cup of tea, but that is there's artistic weight to that. Now, the reason why I bring all this up is I want to get to the comments of my own video. <laughs> so, so let's go down. <clears throat> we got a bunch of comments here. And there's one in particular that I thought was so that was so uh, good that it deserved to be read. Is this it? By Degenerated. Yeah, this is the one. This is by someone named uh, at Degenerated. It looks like they edited their comments since. This is going to let me show me the. Oh. I don't want that. That's weird. All right, let's just read the comment warning. And you know, I don't agree with everything that's said in this comment, but I I thought that it was a thoughtful it was a thoughtful attempt at explaining a, from the other point of view that I don't necessarily agree with. Warning, I'm not trying to trigger anyone with this post. It's a shame that Gigi took the route that he did as his early work and his country album are great. We agree there. I agree with that. The man did have talent as a songwriter eh, and was a phenomenal drummer and played a lot of his, uh, uh, played on a lot of his jabbers and early releases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. In my humble opinion, he could have had a respectable career in music, either as a drummer or a front man. But the man was damaged goods. So, I mean, again, why, you know, I think this is trying to like, this is an attempt to sort of, you know, justify Gigi Allen. Like, you know, 
if you know his history and his upbringing, it's a little easier to understand how, why he became the man he did. That's a valid, that is a valid, thoughtful statement. Do I need to have that statement about Gigi Allen? Like, do I need to like know why Charles Manson, you know, did the heinous things or conduct or orchestrated the heinous things that he orchestrated? Or is it just like Charles Manson was a bad fucking dude? Lock that motherfucker up. I know Charles Manson is not Gigi Allen. I'm just saying like talking about like people that worship these people for their really problematic lives, you know, that kind of thing. Slash says, I'll concede that it's art, but plenty of art is generally agreed to be low effort exploitative. That's that is that's also valid. Slash says uh, a conversation that struck with me that stuck with me from one of my art professors, re-modern art. Kid said I could do that. Professor replied, Yeah, but you didn't. Good point. Also a good point. Um, I like that. I like that. Let me let me continue on. So it's like, what do I need to sit and understand if Gigi Allen is not doing anything that's truly artistically interesting to me in my own personal opinion, right? As, as I stated, I'm not saying that it's ostensibly a fact. I'm saying in my personal opinion, do I really need to understand who he was behind the veil and what maybe led to that in the first place? It doesn't even, it, it's kind of a non-factor, a little bit. It's kind of a non-factor. Uh, if you know his history upbringing, it's a little easier to understand how, why he became the man that he did, as no one with that sort of beginning emerges without some scars. Um, to be a fan of Gigi is in some way to be able to relate to the man on some level, and those that don't can't grasp his music or anything about him. See, here's where I don't know if I agree with you, Degenerated, again. Like really appreciate your thoughtful comment, but I don't th I don't know if I agree with that. To be a fan of Gigi is in some way to be able to relate to the man on some level, and those that you know what that part I agree with. It's the next part, and those that don't can't grasp his music or anything about him. I could totally grasp his music and what is about him. I don't want to because I don't think it's good. I don't think what he's doing is interesting, and I don't think it's worthy of any kind of legacy or accolade on any sort of level. I think he, he did, you know, anybody can pour dump paint on a fucking, you know, canvas and smear around and say, this is my art. And it's just Brown shit. You know what I mean? Um, you know, <laughs> like what else is there to say? What else is there to say about that? Uh, what most don't know and was often hidden is that there were two sides to the man. Um, okay, maybe, uh, fine. There was the madman Gigi and then there was Kevin. Two distinct sides, uh, though there was a bit of a bleed over in either direction. Some will, cl will claim uh, his was the nicest, funniest, and most uh, charismatic person they ever met, but that he could flip a switch. And then the more people he was around, the more the Gigi side came out. So the Gigi was like a persona. And I don't disagree with that. I think maybe that there's, that's valid. Sure. Like, you know, just, you know why I think that's valid? It's because the dude would fucking eat X lax and take a shit on stage instead of trying to perform a fucking, you know, 
song like automatic everything you do is the same or like you know uh don't talk to me or cherry love affair or uh uh unpredictable or any of those great songs he was like no i'm just gonna i don't need to sing good songs i just need to shit myself on stage and rub it all over my face and people will dig it you know what i mean um is this i think angus you must have watched the allen documentary right Gigi's mom said that she liked Kevin, but not Gigi. So, I mean, that does make sense. Though. Gigi is a is a uh, an avatar for Kevin to to let out that side of him. I mean, that happens with a lot of people. That's the way it is with Iggy Pop. You know, Jim Osterberg and Iggy Pop. There's a lot of people who are like that. Um, although I think that his his I think that when he when Jim Osterberg becomes Iggy Pop. I think that it's really it's it comes from a deeply genuine, um, raw emotional place, and I feel like Gigi Allen is calculated. Like Iggy Pop never fucking sat and planned about. He never marked an X where he was going to impale himself with a drumstick at CBGBs. Gigi Allen spent all day eating X lax because he wanted to take diarrheas on stage because he wanted. To shock people that's the difference all of a sudden iggy's like i was just cut up caught up in the moment i took a piece of glass and cut myself because i felt like it you know um i'm not saying that he was put uh putting on a show or that his persona was an act although i think it i think what i think that is what you're saying but i don't think that's i don't think like i think that's i think it's valid i think that's a valid like sort of assessment of Gigi Allen, but more of a coping mechanism and the result of a traumatic childhood, untreated mental health issues. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's valid. That's valid. Substance abuse and addiction. He managed to carve out this path where he was able to go through life without sorting out his issues in any sort of healthy manner and surrounding himself with those who enabled and supported and encouraged him. That's for sure. He, his show encapsulated a freak show of untreated mental and substance uh, use issues. I mean, you see, I don't know enough about Gigi to really be able to comment or weigh in on that, but you know, I mean, that is true. I mean, people that do have, (laughs) it is, it is possible. Unfortunately, by going to the extremes that Gigi did, there was not always a need to keep, there was always, sorry, unfortunately by going to the extremes that Gigi did, there was always a need to keep pushing the envelope and he painted himself into a corner that he was unfortunately never able to get out of as people coming to see his shows were coming to see one of his shows that, you know, this guy demonstrates like, I think a real sort of uh, understanding of Gigi Allen on a level that I can't appreciate or see. That's why I wanted to read this. That, that makes a lot of sense. And he, when he painted himself into a corner, he did so with his own brown feces. Obviously, this never happened, but it was rumored that he was planning to go to the outlaw, the, planning to go the outlaw country route after his final tour. And when he says that in quotes, he, he's basically saying, you know, for from 1989 to 1992 or 1993, really. Um, he didn't get a chance to do it because he didn't get he didn't live long enough to make it to the Halloween that year. 
but he was proclaiming that he would uh, uh, unalive himself on stage. Um, and, you know, whether it was real or not, Gigi always found a way to go to jail before he could, you know, make make good on this promise that nobody asked him for, right? Who asked him for that? Nobody. Um, and I've also heard that he wanted to do it at the height of his powers. That's what I've read. Um, which if he had been able to do or had done post-prison, it may have just kept him around for a bit longer, but who knows? Oh no, that prison kept him around a bit longer. The man was a habitual taker of any and all substances and an extreme alcoholic. And eventually that lifestyle runs its course. A absolutely. It does. Um, as it obviously had uh, on Gigi. The irony is that due to the manner in which he died, he's dumped in the same category as thunders or vicious, right? Cause he died of a heroin overdose. Though nothing could be farther from the truth as while the substance may have been his demise, his number one vice was alcohol. So, you know, like I said, I wanted to come back on here and read that comment because I thought that was really, uh, you know, that really adds a lot of nuance to our conversation. So while I still double down on the idea that uh, from my point of view, my opinion personally, what Gigi Allen had no artistic merit and that the, the poo was just, you know, silly and stupid, um, that it was it was, you know, worth examining. Um, Michael, Michael, who's in the, the crowd right now, rumor, rumor was that he was seeing a bit of cash from record sales. So he postponed his self-checkout. Interesting. Interesting. I've heard from a lot of people who knew him. He turned it on for whatever reason when it suited him, meaning his Gigi Allen, uh, persona. Angus says, I think that prison actually made him insanely worse, maybe being isolated and thinking too much. I mean, he was not like, you know, when I'm saying like the Gigi Allen was a forced thing, I, I, I think some of it was calculated, but obviously it was coming from some unhinged place, obviously. Yeah, this is true. Gummo, we do still talk about him 30 years later. There's a, but there's a lot of terrible people we talk about 30 years later talking about someone 30 years later does not necessarily mean that they have artistic merit. It means that they've done something so ridiculous or they've done something that no one else has done. And it's worthy of being spoken about. And somebody who takes, <laughs> throws his own shit at people and um, you know, all the things that he did just sort of is, I guess worth talking about it. Michael says, Michael from the comments says his material with the Jabbers is incredible. So is the country album is hardcore can go from passable to brilliant to barely listenable. Uh, I wish he went the route he was meant to go and not the harm driven freak show for what, for which he is most remembered. I just don't understand why the veneration. I, I can also say that the same thing about Sid, if Sid went now, this, I agree with Sid vicious absolutely could have been a front man. Absolutely could have been a singer. And it's a shame that he was such a junkie because I think, you know, uh, you know, and all the, all the, but you know, the other thing too is, you know, Sid was, was a violent psycho psychopath as well, who, who committed, you know, gross acts of violence. So who knows how long that would have really lasted. If Sid had went the singer route, not the self-destructive route, 
well, maybe if he wasn't so self-destructive, he wouldn't have been as violent. Maybe uh, might as well end, end it. Blah, blah, blah. He could have done more. He was a decent singer that was pure punk rock and rockabilly blended together. They could both be remembered for music like Iggy Pop if they were more like him. That's true. You know, it's funny. Th- these guys both, you know, venerated and worshipped Iggy Pop and who like Iggy Pop outlasted all of them. You know why? Because and that's why I keep fucking just like, you know, I'm such an Iggy Pop stan. I mean, because Iggy Pop was the real fucking deal. You know, whether Iggy is a persona or not, I feel like that came. It just comes from such a deep place within inside of him that causes him to express himself like that on the stage. He just goes on there without a shirt on and just, you know, rips loose, man. You know, and sometimes he gets peanut butter smeared on him. And the thing about peanut butter is it's sticky. And you know what else is sticky? Riot Stickers, the official f- sponsor of the Frumus channel. Please take a moment to leave me your skull. I want your skull. Leave a skull in the live chat right now if you are enjoying this episode. And please listen to me talk about Riot Stickers. Riot Stickers is the official sponsor of the Frumus channel. You can get a thousand stickers for $79. Link is down in the description. These stickers are printed on vinyl, they're protected from the light via UV, printed from, from the sun by uh, a UV coating. And the guy from Less Than Jake sings the theme song. I know you want to hear the theme song, so I'm going to play it for you. And we are back. Thank you for the skulls, everybody. If anybody else wants to leave a skull in the live chat, or if you're watching the uh, the broadcast, the broadcast when you're not watching it live, please leave your skull in the comments. I'm going to be saying this all the time. I might even make a little video about it, saying that how I want your skull. It's skull time. Leave a skull down in the comments in the live links. Uh, Yeah, I have to agree with Angus here. He says, another thing that bothers me about Gigi is him corresponding with murderers and making it public. Uh, You know, I know I don't know as much about that with Gigi as I do with his brother Merle, who developed relationships with the Night Stalker and John Wayne Gacy. Why? Why? Like, where does that come from? What makes that punk rock? I don't know. See, then you have a comment up here. This guy says, this guy says, nobody would know punk rock if it wasn't for his antics. That is the most, that, this right here, I'm going to leave a unlike on that. That might be the most asinine comment in this whole YouTube thread. I am sorry. I am sorry. That is absolutely untrue. That is categorically false. 
as everybody likes to say when they get me to uh on the brunt of a me too thing that is categorically false okay um and then there's this guy from uruguay hi uh adrian uh garrett um 49.16 listen buddy he's he's commented a few times on my videos i don't know how to i'm just going to acknowledge this now he says i'm from uruguay and i subscribe to your channel because we're both fans of the return of living dead and i really like your audio books i do audio readings of return of living dead and we're currently doing mad max right now um i wanted to ask you a question now that the restart of the saga is coming very soon i think he's referring to the remake he's like i would like to own the copyright of return of living dead 2 who should i ask period i hope you can help me I look forward to your prompt response. Best regards. So he wants my prompt response, hoping that I can help him um, as he wants to know uh, how he can own the copyright of Return of the Living Dead 2. And that is just a bizarre question to leave under multiple random unrelated YouTube videos of a fucking guy in his basement talking on the internet weird i don't know how to help you my friend but thanks for subscribing i just felt like we have to just acknowledge that real quick um amy amy uh a uh, longtime listener amy says i have a limit of depravity depravity that i can handle in terms of punk rock but um gg allen uh is duty he has okay songs, but his level of debauchery and lewdness is too much for my liking. I'm surprised he didn't die of basilitary uh, dysentery, dysentery from his outrageous antics. Yeah, I guess that's when you get a lot of feces and a lot of open cuts, and it's pretty gross. Yeah, I always, if you ever hear the word sticky, you know that I'm going to be plugging riot stickers right after it. That's the way it works. Hammerhead said, Gigi also had support from Maximum Rock and Roll magazine throughout the 80s and 90s. A lot of advertising for curious people to check out the freak show. In a pre-internet age, Sal, it sounds like that that's, that's what makes happen. Oh my God, look at all these wonderful skulls. Thank you everybody for your skull. Much appreciated. I appreciate all the skulls. I'm going to hang them on my wall. I'm going to hang all the skulls on my wall. Um... Gigi actually started out as a lame hard rock act. I think one of those music videos from the 80s is him trying to do the hard rock thing. Slash, who's in the comments right now, says pre-poop Gigi was actually decent. Agreed, Slash. Uh, that became his jump the shark moment when he stopped caring about the music and only about shock value. And that's okay. Slash perfectly summed up to me right then and there exactly what I'm saying about why Gigi Allen is not artist has no artistic merit right there that it's right there it only became shocked value. and we again not no one is acknowledging that that he's just a blatant you know racist piece of shit um let me see what else we got here uh his comment about being punk about punk being a rebellion against classic rock is absolutely false it was a rejection of radio friendly contemporary rock music that that was part of it if anything, the first wave punkers sought to return to the simplicity and directness of old rock and roll. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, when you hear, what do you hear Iggy Pop say when he talks about why 
Here's here's Jody Ramone in the comments, and here's Jody Ramone right here giving us his skull. Thank you, Jody, for your skull. What's going on? I'm loving all these skulls, people. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Iggy said, I wanted to bring the blues to white suburban kids. That's the birth of punk rock, in my opinion, if you think about it. And, you know, again, the old original rock and roll, the old original rock and roll is punk rock. Original rock and roll was punk. You know, um, uh, Ravner, who's here uh, or was here, I don't know if they're still here, says Gigi was in a league of his own. And I don't mean in a good way. He attracted the kind of people you would be right to avoid. The Jabbers had one OK song, Bored to Death. I like I said, the entire record. Great. Besides that, it's noteworthy that Todd Phillips made a film about it. That's right. Todd did it in in college. And the video of me talking about Gigi Allen is still going. Let's see what passed. However, I feel like, you know, just the fact that he, he continues on with the band called the Murder Junkies. And I don't know. I just think oh, it's this, this is me talking about my uh, how I detest how I detest uh, Merle Allen. Um, Alex says that Gigi is not a racist piece of shit. He's an uninhibited artist, not afraid to violate taboos. Um, so Alex, how do you feel about his song? I mean, again, uh, do you, do you not see any problem with his song? No more room. He has a song called no more room for N words. Do you see no problem with that song? I mean, I think it's problematic. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, I'm entitled to mine. Um, although I think my opinion is correct. Uh, Angus says, uh, MMR had maximum rock and roll, had a GG argument. Um, Michael Board loved him while a lot of people did not like him. Uh, Slash says, Iggy can actually speak to being a part of the 60s rock and roll scene and the punk scene. He pretty much wrote the book. That is true, man. Like, it's so crazy. Iggy witnessed the 60s. He witnessed the return to form from the ground up. The dude is literally, when you think about, like, omnipotent beings, like, Iggy Pop is one of them. He was there when the fucking first fucking fish crawled onto land and breathed air. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, Merle Allen has an interesting interview on soft white underbelly. First of all, I love soft white underbelly. Great interview series. Check them out. Uh, they do really interesting human interest pieces. And I feel like Merle Allen would be the perfect candidate for a soft white underbelly interview. And in fact, maybe it's even worth my time to watch that in an effort to maybe try and better understand Merle Allen and his psychosis or whatever his deal is. So that thanks for bringing it up. I have no problem with it. I think it's funny tongue in cheek. All right. Well, listen, if that's what you think, if that's how you choose to read it, Alex, fine. I think that I, I disagree. Gigi, Alex also says G, uh, Gigi witnessed the 1960s as a kid. I wonder how it shaped his persona that when was he born? When was he born? Um, I do not know. He was born. 
I guess he was born. Of course, he would be born in the 60s. But I mean, I think he was too young. He's a child of the 70s. Crazy white boy from Baltimore. How you doing tonight? Says, I'm a huge soft white underbelly fan. There's two interviews with Merle there. You know what? I'm going to check out the Merle interviews. 1954. He's older. He's older than Jerry only. That's weird to me. I mean, I got to look at look it up. G G Allen. We found out yesterday that there's a GG Allen impersonator. Uh, yeah, he was born in 56. That is bizarre. When was Merle born? Was born in 55. So Merle is one year older than GG. That's interesting. Wow. He's 68 years old. And when he, oh, he's done, hey, you know what, guys? He's done uh, Crazy White Boy and um, uh, blah, 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 blah. who else was mentioning? Stop. Oh, uh, Jody Ramone. There is a third installment of Merle Allen on Soft White Underbelly. Maybe I need to watch those three installments. Maybe I do. I don't follow Merle or anything, but I am sub to Soft White Underbelly and the interview I do recommend. Pretty insightful. Okay. I will watch. I will watch in a in an effort to better sort of understand Merle Allen. Um, Ravner says, Gigi's prison counselor actually chimed in on a YouTube video and knew Gigi in prison. Knew him as Kevin. He was in prison and not and not a tough guy. According to the counselor, he was actually intimidated by some. Hold on. I think this is a continued comment. Um, yeah, thank you for the corrections, everybody. Alan agrees. Alan says, yeah, Alan. You know, when I was in high school, there was a kid named Alan. I'm only bringing this up because your name is Alan. There was a kid in high school named Alan, and everybody would pronounce his name. Yeah, <laughs> and the kid, it was just a night, you know, he was just a kid. It, it started to grate on him after a time. And, fi- <laughs> and finally, he just turned around and he's like, My name's Alan. <laughs> it's Alan. Not yeah. <laughs> but every time I see the name Alan, like that always is somewhere in the back of my I don't know why I just told that story. I just thought it was funny. Uh, older than Jerry only, that is a new standard. Oh, it's weird because Jerry is born in 59. So it's weird to think that Gigi Allen is three years older than Jerry. Um, I want to find this interview. Hold on. We got to like, can we find this interview real quick of, of the, uh, just it's goes over my head, man. Just not, I think it's, I think it's goofy. I think, I think it's very goofy. Hard. <laughs> oh. If, if if you say so, if you say so, where's the part where oh, I was laughing? Hold on. There's a part where, and I feel like, you know, we've had the debate on here before is Sid vicious. Okay. That's what I, okay. There's a part of this video from yesterday where like, I could not stop laughing because I couldn't get the words out. It was something like feces caked anus. <laughs> feces caked anus. I got to find it. Is this it? That's not what making me laugh. It's the next. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Falls and the Buzzcocks wondered why they couldn't touch it. Gigi Allen shrieked about putting a needle in his pee. <laughs> in his pee. <laughs> I'm not laughing about Gigi Allen putting a needle in his penis. <laughs> what I am laughing about 
that he would sing about. <laughs> okay, baby, that's actually pretty funny. He would sing about how. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Gigi Allen would sing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't say it. It's too funny. All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Gigi Allen shrieked about putting a needle. <laughs> That's not what making me laugh. It's the next thing. It's the next thing. He would sing about how caked his feet. He would sing about how caked with feet. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> He would sing about how kicked his feces. I what is the song where Gigi Allen is singing about how how kicked the feces his anus was? It's just the way that the sentence is put together. Too think about that sentence. Try saying that with a straight face. How kicked with feces his anus was. That's a funny thing to say. There's no way around it. Um, I want to see the interview. Let's 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 move on from here. Let's see. Um, uh, Gigi Allen. Uh, prison guard interview. Let's see if anything comes up. Gigi Allen's counselor talks about his time in prison. Okay, I think this is it. Look at him. Look at him there. Oof. What a guy. What a guy. Um, let's let's look at this. Do you know you should create a pod? Do I know I should create a pro- podcast? I do. I didn't intend to do a podcast. It just sort of happened. Carmelita Carmelita. Oh, Carmelita faintly plays in the background. That's not good. We don't want to. Let me see. 20, I made a video about the infamous punk rocker Gigi Allen. And out of all the videos I've made over the years, I think this is one of the most interesting comment sections I've ever had. And this is because so many people. A video about a comment section about a Gigi Allen video, just like this video. This is fucking meta as fuck, okay? This is really, really, really meta, okay? This is a YouTube video based on a YouTube vi- This is a second part of a YouTube video about Gigi Allen commentating on a, the comment section of a Gigi Allen video and watching a video about a, a different video about a comment section about a Gigi Allen video. People actually recounted their own experiences with Gigi and the man that he was. In general, people were just talking about what it was like to meet him, whether it was backstage at a gig, some party he was at, opening up for him, or even some people who helped produce records for the man. But easily the most interesting comment I received on this video was from a man named Jerry Carnes, who was actually Gigi Allen's counselor for one year while he was in prison. It was an eye-opening comment to say the least, and I thought I'd share it with you. It said the following. I was Kevin Allen's counselor for a year while he was in a prison in Michigan. Had many talks with him in my office, and although he was guarded and didn't make much eye contact, at first anyway, he loosened up enough after a while for me to see the- See, this is the amazing thing about YouTube comments. 
like you get like you get all sorts of really 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 interesting sort of commentary like the idea that a that Gigi Allen's prison counselor could decades later leave this comment and like could this not be accurate or could this be a lie like yeah but like who's going to lie about this who's going to go to so i mean yes people do go to great lengths but this is this is fascinating to me person behind the image at least to a good degree although he had obvious personality and mental issues kevin allen was not very much the same as the stage persona gg allen which is how his fans knew him although there were some similarities kevin was rather quiet could be found most of the time on his top bunk in an open dorm type setting presented a somewhat timid persona and as the corrections officers i supervised agreed seemed to be intimidated by the black inmates pretty much none of the other inmates knew who he was and he purposely kept it that way at one point he came up to one of my officers while holding his face and snitched out another inmate who had punched him when it came down to it and as evident in his stage shows he wasn't really a good fighter at one point when he was nearing parole i asked him kevin you're in your mid-30s now, how long do you think you can keep doing what you do? He responded that he was working on composing country songs and seemed to suggest this he was is going that direction. This is absolutely fascinating to me. Okay, of all the things, out of all the things that we've covered or discussed or sort of, you know, looked over, this is the most fascinating thing that we've looked over of Gigi Allen. 100 billion percent. Although he slid right back into his former persona and career immediately after parole. At that point, I knew it was a matter of time for some kind of shit to really hit the fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. The shit really did hit the fan. Hold on. Let's just take that back for one second. He said, he said, uh, he, so he said that he wanted to try and have like a legitimate country career. He said he slipped right back into his former persona and career, probably because that was easier. There was more, more traction. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, like uh, this literally is I've never talked more about Gigi Allen in my entire life than I have in the last 36 hours. Uh, Alex, you're right. It could be 100 percent made up. I don't think we need proof, man. I think I think it's I think that uh, I think that it's real. 100 percent. Gigi Allen knee punch wall defense kick knee defense. I don't know what that means all right let's let's keep listening immediately after parole at that point i knew it was a matter of time for some kind of shit to really hit the fan <laughs> and it didn't take long my take on the guy is this like so many people he would have preferred recognition and fame in the traditional rock star way a la the stones or maybe the new york dolls however his limited vocal and musical skills which are evident on home videos of him and brother merle playing acoustic guitars and singing forced him towards a more punk approach here we have, I think we've reached the absolute core of who Gigi, who and what Gigi Allen is. And that is it straight up. And because even those attempts took him only so far, the music became increasingly irrelevant and the show became more about the talent he had that set him apart from every other rocker on the planet. More increasingly bizarre behavior, actions, and words that nobody else would even attempt. Basically, it boiled down to this. At that point, either become Gigi Allen or fade into obscurity. Although there's a lot of truth regarding record company weasels, Kevin wasn't personally really serious about his role and message. After all, nobody except maybe his most 
most hardcore fans actually believed his shtick about saving rock and roll, especially by spilling blood. And no, we weren't holding him as a political prisoner in order to stop him from his mission, as more than one letter to us from outrage fans claimed. And yes, Kevin Allen had to have certain personality traits that would allow him to morph into Gigi when the show was on, but it was all very necessary to the caricature. See, he says right there, Gigi Allen, a caricature, the image the image and wasn't how he would have written his own script there you go there you go uh to me this is a smoking gun this is the core this is the centerpiece of the onion that we've been unraveling that is Gigi allen i came from a unique background myself and have known some real characters so i actually liked the guy and felt some empathy for him because in the end i'm pretty convinced of this if Merle Allen Sr. had not been who he was, there would have been no Gigi Allen, only Kevin. And who knows, he might have turned out to be a rather sweet guy. So huh. I thought that comment was really interesting coming from his actual... That is, man... ...former counselor, and I thought I'd share it with you because it really adds some really interesting I agree. perspective. It is already something that we kind of knew... Uh, I'm not going to keep playing this video, but I do. I really do agree. And I really do appreciate that this person uh, went to the length to sort of dissect that. Um, Alan, I've seen the, I've seen the documentary and it's very, it's a very good documentary. It is. I, in fact, I prefer that. I prefer all in the family to uh, hated by Todd Phillips any day of the week. I'll take that. And now the guy who made Lords of Chaos, the drummer, the drummer turned director from Bathroom, Bathroom, Bathory, I can't say that friggin' name, like the like the Countess, um, or Glenn Danzig's character in House House Death Rider, the House of Vampires, uh, Bad Bathory. There, I said it. Uh, they're making a biopic of Gigi Allen. And that is something I am excited. That is something I will watch. That is something that will be very interesting to see, uh, especially because the way that guy, that guy was able to uh, tell the story of mayhem, I thought it was really good. Really, really, really good. Um, so, yeah, from all the Gigi Allen footage that I saw, he was not a good fighter. He even professed that he liked people to beat him up. Yeah, well, so so it goes. So it goes. I really think, okay, I think now we can actually close the book on Gigi Allen. I don't think there's anything else to really talk about, you know, outside of the occasional comment. I think we really put it to rest. That that last thing that we just watched really sort of helped solidify my feelings about Gigi Allen as this this guy who had a persona that slowly just descended into more and more depravity because he had limited musical ability and found that he could sell himself easier by taking a shit on stage than singing a song. And that's Gigi Allen. Die when you die, when you die, when you die. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, I have to go because, as some of you know, I have been working tirelessly on my um, my second feature film, uh, uh, Gouge Away, as I prepare it for a physical release on my brand new label. That's right. From Us is not just a YouTube channel, and I'll do a whole 
YouTube stream about this. Frumis also happens to be a label. And we are going to be releasing kind of like Plan 9 Records. And we're going to be releasing our very first Blu-ray. Okay? And I'm really excited about it. Here's the cover art. This is what it's going to look like. Okay? There you go. There's some of the special features. Um, are going to be even more special features. I think um, the disc is ready to go. I just have to redo the audio and it's about two weeks worth of work and, you know, spread out because I can't do it in two weeks straight spread out. I'm thinking now it's looking like maybe November uh, we'll finally be able to get this movie out there. And uh, if you really want to support, you know, the channel and just this and everything, uh, buy a copy of this movie. If you like, if you like genre films, if you like, you know, uh, crazy out there, psychotronic like madness, you're going to be hearing me hearing me talk about this and my first film a lot more. So check that out. Yes, and yes, the title obviously comes from the Pixie song "Gouge Away." That's right. It started. So one thing I will tell you. Last thing I'll tell you. It's to, to maybe pique your interest more. This movie, Gouge Away, is actually the sequel to a movie that was uh, never finished due to COVID, and it's called Wash Away. Wash Away turned into Gouge Away. So I ended up making the sequel to a movie that, that, uh, that was destroyed as a result of uh, COVID and the year 2020 and all the madness that happened about that. And that story will be told soon, sooner than later. So that's it. That's all I have to say. If you're still here at the end of the episode, I want your skull. Leave your skull. Uh, if you're watching uh, uh, the, the, if you're watching the, the, the past, if this isn't live anymore, leave us your skull down in the comments. Yes, that's right. Based on the TSOL song, Wash Away. So what wa went from Wash Away and TSOL to Gouge Away and the Pixies. Leave me your skulls. I want your skulls. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.